Hey, uh, the past couple weeks, Rachel and I, we've been going through uh, a sermon series that we've been calling Five Essential Characteristics of a Happy Family. Um, not necessarily assuming that our family's happy, but this is what a happy family would look like. And, uh, and anyways, uh, Rachel's been doing a great job with me. We love to, to share God's Word together. And so today we're going to be looking at, I called it commitment, but it's actually a message on love. A love is one of those words that, that has a different meaning to different people. It's not really fair that we have one word for the word love in English. Greeks had, they had several words for love, but we have one. So we, we say, I love my wife, I love my dog, and I love Doritos. And, and it's the same word, one word to sum all that up. And so we're kind of at a disadvantage. What, what love are we talking about? I once talked to... A man who he was a, his name is Peter. He worked in a children's home and he was a, a counselor for kids. And he was counseling kids that had gone through some of the worst things you could imagine: children who had been neglected, abused, um, physically and and sexually, by those that were supposed to take care of them. And I asked him, how do, you, how do you go through that with the child? How, what, what, what's that process even look like? And, and he said something to me that I've always had in my head. He said, well, one of my jobs is to redefine some simple concepts for the kids like love. Because they've been told by someone, I love you. And now they're put in a new environment and they're told, I love you. And they're what they understand, what that means, is completely different. And so he has to work to, to redefine some of those concepts. And I've always thought about that. And that's what Rachel and I are doing today with this message on commitment, is we're actually redefining love for everyone. Mm -hmm. And worldly love is based on pleasure, but godly love is based on commitment. And, and we see that. I'm going to read, this is our verse for today, 1 Corinthians 13 and verses four through eight. And this is where we're, where we're gonna think about love, where we're thinking about commitment today. It says, love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres love never fails. So first, we're, oh. Oh, <laughs> you're his, fine, you're fine. his words, oh, sorry. steal what he takes all my words. <laughs> what? Oh, no, 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 no. So, 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 um, so that, that, that's what the message is on today, is, is the difference between worldly love, which is this pleasure type of love, and godly love, which is more based on commitment. And so let's first by look at the conditions of godly love versus worldly love. And, and our first point is that worldly love is unconditional. And I know that this seems a little confusing and backwards, so just bear with us as we explain. Worldly love is unconditional. And, and so what it's based on is, is pleasure. When love is based on pleasure, it doesn't give you a solid foundation for a good, solid relationship. You don't have that, that foundation. And that's worldly love. So what does the world say is the requirement of my heart or my love or my soul or my body? 
there's nothing, there's no requirement. The world just teaches you to follow your heart. Wherever your heart leads, just, just follow your heart. Even if it doesn't make sense, just follow your heart. And um, it encur- the world encourages us to fall in love early, to fall in love quickly, to fall in love with no expectations of marriage, no expectation of commitment. Um, have sex, live together, have kids. The goal of all of this is just pleasure. And it's true unconditional love in that there are no there are no expectations. There's no commitment that has to be met. Nothing has to be done in order to have complete access to all the love that you have to offer. And th- this sounds backwards because we hear that God's love is unconditional. And we say, I think people say that with good intentions. It sounds good to the ear, but actually God's love is very conditional. Godly love is conditional. You might have been taught the exact opposite, but, but if you think about it, in the Old Testament, God showed himself to be... <laughs> oh, you mentioned the Old Testament, judgment comes out. <laughs> in the Old Testament, God's love is a covenant type of love. It's a love based on agreements. He made a covenant. He entered into a commitment, a committed relationship with Adam. He made an agreement with Noah. He he made a promise with Abraham, a promise with stipulations. He he entered into a covenant with the nation of Israel. That's the type of God he is. He wants to be in a committed relationship where, where he doesn't just come in and forgive everyone their sins. Everyone can. But those that enter into a committed relationship with him, there's, there's conditions. I want you to be connected to me. Not everyone, not everyone has the Holy Spirit. Not everyone has the promise of eternal life. Only those that have made a covenant with me and have accepted my son, Jesus Christ, as their Lord and Savior. It's conditional. God's love is conditional. And this is, this is the type of love that we're supposed to have in our family, in our relationships. Marriage is supposed to be a relationship based on commitment. The relationship begins with an expectation of a promise to be sexually faithful until death. Christians who seek this type of love strive for greater commitment. It's conditional love. That's godly love. You can't have my heart. You can't have my deepest thoughts. You can't have my body until you are in a committed relationship with me. That's when you can. There's a condition to what I have to offer. Because love expressed in the family must be love that's faithful, loyal, and devoted. And so for our kids, this is the kind of the, the principles that we've added to, to my girls. In fact, I've, I take my girls out on dates, and I've given, I, I bought a sword. That's their gift, and a sword that represents my protection in their life. And, and I've talked about what we're looking for someday. I, I want to someday give that sword to her husband. That's the wedding gift. That's, I want to do that at the ceremony the sword, a symbol of protection over her heart. And the things I've talked about with my girls is, is one, I've taught that, that romantic love doesn't need to be sought until you're ready for marriage. Many people are just seeking love way too early. And so for us, we're trying to follow the, 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 the principle, this application, we're trying to apply this type of 
covenant and, 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 and uh, conditional love that God has in our family. And we're going to know one of the conditions is before, before our girls give their heart away, I want them to know that they're giving their heart away to a man who can protect it. I don't want them to be crying in the middle of the night because some little boy broke their heart. Um, for us, we've talked about how we're only going to consider a man who has a job. <laughs> yeah. And is able with that job to provide for a family. We want our boys to look for a lady who's capable of managing a home. We want to only consider Christians and only strong Christians. There's conditions. You want their heart, you're going to have to fight for it. You're going to have to reach those conditions. It's, that's what God does. You have to come in because it's about commitment. That we're only going to consider those that, that parents and friends approve of. And finally, we want to teach, and this is the basic principles, we want to teach our girls and our boys that intimacy is the reward of commitment, mm -hmm. not the other way around. Mm -hmm. We also want to talk about the, the control of godly love. And worldly love is uncontrollable. You know, we, uh, <laughs> we watch movies and you, you just can't control it. I, I still think back and laugh. There was this boy in college who really liked me. And, you know, I, I was friends with them and I, and I realized I am not, I, I don't want to marry this guy. I don't want to be with this guy because there were a lot, I mean, he wasn't real smart. And, you know, there were certain things. I went down the list. This and wasn't me. It wasn't. Was <laughs> this, this was a dummy before me. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and I, I was, and he, one time we had this conversation because he kept asking me to go out, ask me, and I'm like, I'm not. And he finally said, Well, what if, what if we fall in love and we can't help ourselves? And I thought, I mean, even at you know 18, 19, I'm like, that's that's not how that works. Like I, I can control, I, I control, but but worldly love, we, we think of it as this uncontrollable force, and we and we can't control it. So oh no, I fell in love with this person who's totally inappropriate. Like well that. That isn't really how real love works. You know, you can have that feeling maybe, but that's not real love. So you have the ability to protect your heart. You have the ability to steer your heart in a wise direction. Love isn't just something that, that just happens to you and you can't control it. And the truth is there are more bad apples out there, or at least wrong for you apples out there, <laughs> then there are good apples out there. So take your time. If you're a teenager out here listening or not married, take your time and be wise. If you are already married, if you've already committed, you're not just going to wake up one day. If, if love is based on a feeling, you might, but true love isn't going to have you wake up one day and realize, oh no, I'm not in love with this person anymore. Because true love is not uncontrollable. Um, true love isn't just based on a feeling that comes and goes. So, so the scripture, 1 Corinthians 13, we spell out what love is, mm -hmm. so Paul does. Love is patient, love is kind, doesn't envy. You've all seen the movie where the man is in the kitchen and he's with... He's with his wife, and they've been having all these arguments, and he finally looks at her, scared to ask the question. He finally goes, do you still love me? And she's brokenhearted, and she has tears in her eyes, and she's nervous, and she finally admits, I'm sorry. I just don't love you anymore. 
in that scenario, in this pleasure-seeking love, I guess, I guess the guy just became unlovable. I guess this emotional thing just... Came. Imagine, though, if we took 1 Corinthians 13, and instead of saying love, we just said what love was, what biblical love was. Think how ridiculous it actually sounds. Do you still love me? Sorry, I'm not patient with you anymore. <laughs> so that means it's over? <laughs> you know? I'm sorry. I, love is patient. Love is kind. I'm not kind to you. I'm sorry. I, I keep records of wrong. <laughs> you see, when love is a commitment, you don't fall in and out of it. It's very controllable. That's, that's godly love. Godly love is something that you can direct and force and and no one becomes unlovable then because it's not based on this pleasure of an emotion. It's based on the, the promises that I've made and the commitments that I have in this life. And so that's the difference between, between godly love and worldly love in the matter of how we can control it. How about its consistency? Mm-hmm. The consistency of godly love. Worldly love is inconsistent. And to be completely honest, I mean, this is a good man. I don't always feel love for this man. In, in fact, yesterday was one of those days, and I put it all on me, but yesterday was one of those days when no one could do right in my family. And I was just annoyed with everyone. And I finally just went off to my room for a while. It's like, everything you touch is just wrong. This is so what happened yesterday. <laughs> I woke up in a good mood, I thought, but apparently it was the wrong side of the bed. So what? it was not a good day. What is your problem? <laughs> so I don't always feel love for Darren. I don't always feel love for my kids. Sometimes they drive me nuts. But it's that's emotions. Emotions do that. Feelings do that. They go back and forth. And, you know, some days you feel good about someone. Some days you don't feel good or you feel like you love them and you don't. And that's worldly love. It's very inconsistent. If we rely on our feelings, on our emotions, they're going to deceive us. And, and um, you can only count oh a a few weeks so i'm not i'm not anti-dog just so you know this i have six children that's my life right now is children yeah so a few weeks ago we had this dog show up at our house i'm like oh this dog we can't find and it kept our bringing toys like it would just every few hours show up with a different toy like where is it getting this stuff and it was we had the storms that week and it was like on our porch the covered porch during the storms and well, it was a really sweet dog, and I started to get kind of attached to it. So it was around for like four days, and it was, and it would just look up at me with those eyes. I'm like, oh, where's your family? You know, and I'm petting it. And, and then after four days, we went away. We went to dinner or something, and we came back, and the dog was gone, and it hasn't been back. And that's kind of like worldly love. It's very inconsistent, and it's just for a time. And sometimes you don't know. It's just going to leave. It's there, and then it's not. Once a person's emotions change, that affection is just gone. We, we see this all the time with famous people or politicians where everyone loves them, and then they do something, and everyone hates them. And it, We're very fickle. These emotions are, are all over the place. And once you make a mistake, man, you're in the doghouse. You made a mistake. And so if you show love based only on the pleasure that it provides you, you're not offering anything consistent. You, in a family, you, you don't have that consistency if that's what you're basing your, your love on. Yeah, and, and godly love is very, very consistent. And if you have godly love in your family, you have consistency in your family. You can always count on the love of God. 
He is faithful to you. If you've made a mistake and you've made a covenant with God, oh boy, he's still on your side. He's still on your side and he won't change how he feels about you. He won't change how devoted he is to you. He's with you. You are his child. If you're in a committed relationship with him, he's with you to the bitter end. This type of love is the type of love you want in your family. Consistency. Even when you don't feel like showing someone else love, you show them that love. When a member of your family messes up, and they will, and sometimes they'll mess up really bad. A heathen, any heathen, can respond with frustration, anger, and retaliation. Any child can throw a tantrum. Godly love responds differently. And we are followers of God, and we have been loved by God, a God who has made a covenant with us through the blood of his own son. And he's going to be faithful to you to the very, very bitter end. And so why not have the children of God show this kind of love to those in our family? Continued love to the very end. I've talked to so many who've been on the verge of trying to decide what to do in their marriage relationships. And I tell you, we live in a hard world where some people have had to make choices and go through experiences that I don't know, but I do know this. Every family is worth fighting for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And lastly, we want to talk about the the self-interest of godly love and worldly love is very self-serving. It's so ironic and backwards, but but the majority treat love as something that's for you, that that is to serve you. And the reason that you love should be more than what they provide for you, but that's what worldly love is. We look at what they give to us. I keep thinking about, um, you know, marriage vows, and you go in and you say, for better, for worse, for sicker, for poor, you know, richness and, or written, <laughs> I'm saying it all wrong. When you're rich, when you're poor, sickness and in health. And, and sometimes when we get to the bad parts, when we get to the worse, we, we're, we're done. It's easy to give up and it's easy to be done when you get to those worst parts instead of sticking through. And, and worldly love needs... Worldly love is the opposite of true love. Worldly love is looking out for your self-interest first and foremost. And we tend to get trapped in this negative cycle where, well, he didn't show me love, so I'm not going to show him love. And then he doesn't show me more love, so I show him even less love. And and we get in this negative downward spiral where, where you just feed off of each other and, and it, because it's all about me. So if you're not showing me love, well, I'm not giving it back. And in Matthew, even Jesus talks about this in Matthew 5. And he says, if you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Even the tax collectors do that. Even those IRS guys, they can love people if they love them. But as Christians, we're called to love people that that don't necessarily, or at least aren't showing us love, even when our feelings aren't there. And and so godly love is very self-sacrificing. It places someone else above yourself. Mm -hmm. I I once went to a wedding where the pastor who was uh, performing the ceremony, 
he gave a wedding gift in the ceremony to the couple, and it was towels, uh, his kitchen towels. And so he gave it to them, and he said, I want you to have these towels. I want you to put them in the kitchen. I want you to remember that times will get hard. And when times get hard, you could do what a lot of people do, which is reach for a towel and spin around and smack each other with it. <laughs> he said, you could do that, or you could do what Jesus did. He said, Jesus picked up a towel, put it around his waist. And when the times were the hardest for Jesus is when he got on his knees and he served his disciples and he washed their feet. So when, the, when life gets the hardest for you, that's when I want you at that moment to be the greatest servant. That was a message that really stuck to me. I thought, that's good. I need to write that one down. Uh, that's to be self-sacrificing, that's, that's true love. Mm -hmm. um, I'd like to take a moment to speak to all, as, as I end the message here, I want to speak to all those that aren't married yet, that are young. I just want to say something to you. I want, you, I want to tell you, I, I'm going to use my wife as an example. Do what she did, because she did it right. She had help. She had parents that loved her deeply, that got with her and said, we're going to protect your heart, we're going to protect your body, and we're going to save you for marriage. We're going to save you for the future. And so my wife never had a boyfriend, never went on a date, not even with me. Isn't that weird? <laughs> yes, Never it would. is. I know. I it's know. weird. She wouldn't <laughs> say I love you until we we're engaged. She wouldn't give me her heart. She was protecting it because her parents had said, no, 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 it's going to be hard to get you. It's going to be really hard. Mm -hmm. uh, if, if you're young, if you're not married yet, you're still in that. Maybe let's, start, let's go all the way from 25 years old and down, not married. Stand up for a second. Okay. Stand up for a second. Okay. This is an honesty guess. This is honesty. $20 bill. No, 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 I'm not going to trust you. <laughs> Lean over to an adult and give an educated guess. My wife got married to me when she's 19 years old. Never went on a date. Never had a boyfriend. Would not even tell me I love you. I want you to whisper how many men, how many boys proposed to her before I married her. Whisper the answer. Okay, everyone make a guess. If you said zero, sit down. If you said one, sit down. You said two, sit down. <coughs> Three. Four, sit down. <laughs> Five, sit down. Oh, six. <laughs> sit down. <laughs> Seven. Sit down. Eight. She did eight. 
Oh, and look, oh man. Look, you got somebody over here, too. Oh, we have two? Oh, man. Okay. Oh, we have too many. I will rip it in half and give half. To, no, I, I hear. There you go. What's that? Oh, go give it to him. Go give it to him. He said 19. Oh, he said 19? <laughs> Take it away from him. Take it away. Because when you're hard to get, you're more attractive. <laughs> and there's something I could tell every young person in here is be as hard to get as possible. Raise your standards really high. Involve your parents. And if you don't have parents to involve yourself, find a godly person who is willing to get involved with you to help you figure and navigate those relationships. Mm-hmm. Be hard to get. Because the benefit is, while I laid in bed and cried and was in knots over people who broke my heart, my wife never did. Protect your heart, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. We're going to have a time of response right now. And what I'd like to do, if you have someone who's young, that you brought with you today, I'd like to you, uh, ask you that whenever we uh, go ahead and bring our musicians up, I'd like to ask you as we have this time of response, if you would grab them and say, I just want to say a prayer for you. You can even do that where you are and just pray over them. Just pray over their future love. Pray over their future relationships. And pray for them to be individuals that will really guard their heart, guard their life, guard their mind, guard their body so that they don't just go with this pleasure type of love, but that they they seek a greater type of love, a commitment love, a commitment love that can become the basis of a strong, happy family. Uh, Let me, uh, let's all stand together. Let's, uh, let's pray over our youth. Speak to me. You're the only.